You're listening to another edition of the New Life Men's Podcast from New Life Church in Colorado Springs, featuring stories and conversations designed to strengthen and encourage you in your spiritual journey. Here's men's pastor, Gabe Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the podcast. We're continuing our conversation this week on sonship. And what does it really look like to live as sons, to live as the beloved son on a daily basis? And uh, one of the things that uh, the Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8 is, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. And so one of the real keys to living out sonship is being led by the Holy Spirit, and that's what we're going to talk about today. And I'm joined by Larry Bobo, and uh, Larry is a man that I've really enjoyed getting to know over the past several years, and there's so much fruit in his life. Uh, he's, he's one of the sages. He, you just sit around him and, and soak up the wisdom that's coming from him, so I think you'll really enjoy hearing uh, what he has to say on this topic. But Larry, one of the things I've noticed about you is you live this out well. This isn't just theory to you, being led by the Holy Spirit, being a son, but on a daily basis, you, you walk this out. And so I uh, would love for you just to start by giving us some background, maybe on, on you and your story, and what has this looked like for you to live as a son, be led by the Holy Spirit? Well, I probably would start with, um, you know, I was an electrician, later became an electrical contractor, then now I'm doing electrical training. And each one of those steps, um, I think, too, is you be a steward in one, and mm-hmm. then it kind of moves you on to the, the next little thing that he has. But when I think about sonship, I do think about being led by the Spirit of the Lord. And one of the things that I think gets a lot of people in trouble is what they think is the Spirit of the Lord may have been bad pizza or something. (laughs) And so the Lord seems to be getting a lot of people into trouble. And obviously it never was the Lord. You know, his word does not return to him void. Everything he does succeeds. He never fails. He's completely perfect. And if we're actually listening to him, this is kind of a rigged deal. And especially in business, you know, if we're led he doesn't screw up like we do. Rather than asking him to bless, we go to him first, and then he gives us a sense of direction. And I think where that starts is we go back to the commands of Jesus. You know, you're looking for this ethereal, mystical voice. Just go read the red letters. In fact, I would, I would encourage men to ignore the mystical voice for a season. Just go read what Jesus said and do what he said the way he said to do it. And it lays a foundation in your life so that when he is leading you in different kinds of specifics, but if you're carrying, if he's not first, you know, you can't serve God and money. You better get that worked out. There's ways that you're going to treat your customers. You know, you're looking for the success Mm -hmm. of them and your employees. You're going to serve them. Mm -hmm. And there's some groundwork that has to be in place first before you start listening to your still small voice, and it, and whatever you've looked at with the commands of Jesus, look again, go deeper. It's inexhaustible, and it starts something in your spirit that is absolutely incredible. There is such life. <laughs> You're gonna know. Not just somebody tells me I'm a 
I'm a son, you're going to know because he's going to be, you're going to feel him. And you're going to, it's a very personal thing. You're going to know that he's directing you. And what's going to be different is it's going to work. And for me, coming back, you know, my father was a pastor. I've, had, I've been to way too many church services my whole life. And it's later in life that I've come back when all this stuff was not what I was looking for, but it was him. I, I need him. And so I go, as a man, you don't want to read the directions. But go read what Jesus said and do it. Forget about everything else. Just do what he said. And then watch what happens. Yeah, it works. A hundred percent of the time. It's not a rabbit's foot. It's not just fantasy, you know, superstition. This stuff works, but you got to do what he said the way he said. Yeah, I really like what you said about going back to the red letters lays a foundation to be able to hear his voice. Right. Because one of the most common things that I'll hear from men who are frustrated when it comes to hearing the voice of God is, he just must not speak to me, or I don't know why, something's wrong with me, I can't hear him. But there's so much power in, in doing what you're saying, going back to what, what has Jesus already said in the Gospels, and how can I put this into practice? How can I make this a part of my daily life on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And then the amazing thing is is that then we start to recognize his voice. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how it worked for me is uh, when I started following Christ and really getting serious about following him about 15 years ago, I couldn't hear his voice. I would pray and I would hear nothing. Mm-hmm. But I, I went to the scriptures and I soaked my heart in the Gospels and what Jesus said. And then I started recognizing when he would speak to me in other ways. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing is, it's the same Jesus. <laughs> the same Jesus that uh, spoke the words in the Gospels is the same Jesus who's alive and resurrected and present and wanting to speak on a, on a daily basis. So what has that looked like for you in terms of your journey in, in learning to recognize his voice and well, first of all, I think I had to say that I ended up in the ditch. So I went through a divorce. What was going on with me financially? What was going on in pretty much every area of my life? And I'm following. And I was involved in a group that was very heavy into shepherding. Every little teeny area of your life. And I was willing for that to happen, to have another man do that. And it was a mess when it was all done. And, you know, I, had, I went through counseling even after professional counseling. The only criteria was they couldn't be a Christian because I was so disillusioned with Christianity at that point. And then finally, I just got so desperate. I was willing to listen again. I had looked at those. I had read what Jesus said hundreds of times since I was a kid, over and over. And for whatever reason, I did not put that into practice the way he said to do that. And then it was like a miracle. I mean, it's like this stuff actually works. And I knew all about it. You know, I'm a kind of a student kind of a guy, and my dad's a, well, my dad later became a school teacher. So that's kind of in the genes. You know, I like to study stuff. But maybe I didn't like to, to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going through things, you know, I'm going to be forgiven the way I forgive. Why? Well, you know, my old theology was I'm forgiven because of Jesus dying on the cross and taking away my sins and all this kind of stuff, which is all true. But if you look what Jesus said, so all of a sudden now, if I want to be forgiven, I'm starting to look out there, I'm going to forgive the way he said to forgive. That, there was an eye opener. There's a weightiness to those words. And on the surface, oh, I do that. Yeah, yeah, that's really true. I do that. Mm -hmm. Really. Mm -hmm. Take another look. Take another look. If anybody has anything against you, go leave your sacrifice, your little time between you and the Lord. Go walk away from it, him, and go straighten that out. Who will do such a thing? And all of a sudden, some of, wow, that's, that's powerful. It is powerful. You're, you're worried about your relationship with your wife. Which one of the fruits of the Spirit is she concerned about? That's not what's going on. You're, you think it's okay to keep a sinful nature alive. And here, God's giving you a way. He's going to, you know, that thing's going to die. And you're going to feed this new nature. And you're going to find some things working that never worked. And all of a sudden, this walk with God is going to be so surprising. And I'm talking to guys, maybe you've been doing this your whole life. And you think, you know, you got all religion and you got it all in a little bag and some things are falling apart. Go back and read what he said, especially with business. That's pretty tricky. Mm -hmm. You know, most guys are into business because... The lust of the flesh and greed, and I'm going to do all this stuff. I'm looking for position. You know, you've got some weighty things. It better be him that's leading you to go down that path to start with, and it'll be fun. But if it's you asking God to bless it, you're going to end up in the ditch, and then it's going to be God's fault. And he never told you to do that, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I heard you say one time, Larry, you said... Uh, one of the greatest gifts a man can give his wife is the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah. Is the man cultivating such a real, deep, living relationship with God that the fruit of the Spirit appears, and what a gift that is to a man's wife. And I just wanted to highlight that because you were talking about uh, marriage in the context of that. But uh, something else that I see in you is there. When you, when you go about your work, uh, your business, there is a sense of awe and wonder in your heart towards God regarding what he is doing in your work. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, again, start with going to him first. And you ask him, what do you want me to do? If he don't want you in business, don't be in business. Maybe you have something else in mind. But he will provide when he asks you to do something, he'll provide it. And it's almost magical because you'll, he'll ask you to do something. And, and I, I don't get, I know a lot of guys have a big picture of their business plan and all that kind of stuff. For me personally, he tells me one thing to do. And then when I obey it, he tells me the next thing. And then when I obey it, he tells me the next thing. I don't get the big deal. And then he comes along and he connects those dots. I could not have planned that out. I could not have planned it. And you will. You will worship 
when you see his hand. And I think every day ought to be that. Every day ought to be things that, man, I, I couldn't have done that. And it is so humbling. And it has nothing to do with anybody else. It's between you and him. And he's so good. Mm-hmm. He, he's just so good. <laughs> yeah. You know, as I listen to you, one of the things, uh, I can even hear in your voice the tenderness your love for God, and I can see some tears welling up in your eyes when you think about how good he is and how engaged he is in your life and in your business. I I, I don't know how many times I've seen tears well up in your eyes, but that's so amazing that your heart is that that soft and responsive to him. Well, guys, get used to it because he's going to break your heart. He's going to tenderize. When his spirit touches your heart, Talk about getting vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And what's so funny is you think you need to be strong, like with your wife. Go spend some time alone and let God break your heart and tenderize it. And she's going to love you. <laughs> the very thing, your harshness and your inability to hear, your inability to feel love. You've got to be loved first. He needs to love you. And then when he knows that you know, he loves you, then when you know he loves you, then you can go out and, and do something different. But you go running around in your hard-hearted way of doing things. And and it's so, you don't, it's so amazing to me that you don't have to do this. you got to pursue him. But this new creation, that's his work. You are his workmanship. You're not your own. But you're going to go, and you're going to spend time with him, and you're going to do it you'll you're going to open up you're as honest as you can if you're pissed about something just be absolutely as honest he's a big god he can handle any words that you say any frustrations any emotion anything that's going on your he knows way more about it than you do just get it off your chest and open up and after you've vented let him touch you and then here comes this thing that you cannot do that's the part that it so grieves me. I think, you know, I, you'll probably edit this out, but church is so oversold. You're promising things that you can't give. He can do that, though. And if you, oh, if I just listen to more sermons, if I just did this, then this will happen. No, when you spend time alone with him, then that stuff, then it'll start happening in you. It's a transformation by exposure. Mm-hmm. And the more honest, mm-hmm. you know, just be honest, you know. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say this. You're going to get way more evil in the future. When you start to see what's really in your nature that you hide from, and he knows all about it, you'll want to hide. You know, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. First thing that's happened, you're going to run and hide. But if you can just open up, whatever it is, just open up, you know. Let him, he loves you just the way you are. He's not, he loves us because he's good, not because we're good. And then when that starts to happen in you and you start to love others, you're going to love them, not because they're good, but because you have his love. And you of all people are going to be the most amazed. Mm -hmm. Wow, you're messing with my doctrines. Mm Well, you, your life, Larry, is so focused on the reality of Jesus. Yeah. It's not theory to you. 
I, I, I've noticed that when I've watched you go about your life, when I've sat and talked to you, you want him. Yeah. And you allow him to be him in all aspects of your life, with your wife, in your business. And I really respect that about you, that you let him be him in all aspects. Of He's life. enough. If he never did anything, if you got to here, he's the creator of the universe and you feel like you're doing him a favor because, you know, you worship him or you give him some kind of honor or whatever. The, even you just start to get a little crack of who he is. Mm -hmm. I mean, you will hit the dirt. Mm -hmm. He is so awesome. He is so worthy. And he's here looking out for your good, you know. He loves you so much he sends his son to die for you. And you don't even know that. You, you, your image of him is typically your father and then maybe how some church leaders treated you or whatever. And usually you come away from that with a bad taste. And then you get to know him, and he's not like that. He is so good. You, if, if, I, if I didn't know he was so good up front, <laughs> you know, it's a discovery. Man, alive, you'd be running. You know, you're in your business. Here he is. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. He created the universe. And he might know more about your business than you might think, if that's what he wants you to do. And he wants to help. Mm -hmm. You know, would you let him in? Would you just ask? Mm -hmm. and, and he wants to be involved in the littlest of things. Whatever you're willing to invite him into, he'll come into. Mm -hmm. you, you think you're looking. First of all, he's after you. Your business is a project that you're looking outside of you. And it goes away when you die. It's not eternal. But you're in his relationship, that's eternal. And while you're trying to build all this stuff and you're all caught up, if go back to him. He wants, it started in the garden. He just wants to walk with you. And then you'll find all of these, all these things will be added. He just, you know, walk with me. Trust me. Relax. Come hang out with me. It's okay. And no matter what's, what thing you think is wrong in you, it doesn't matter. And when you start to feel that about him, you will run in and grab his leg. And, and if anything is going to change, he's going to have to do it. You can't do it. And take comfort in that. Just let him. Yeah. You know, he only has your good in mind. He's not trying to hurt you. <laughs> yeah. And his heart, his passion is to walk intimately with yeah. his sons on a daily basis. So I don't know if you're listening to this in the morning or in the evening or if you've, you're getting ready to start your day or you're just wrapping up. Whatever the case is, what would it look like for you to truly walk with him today or tomorrow? at work, to recognize that his presence is literally with you and his invitation is, hey, come closer, walk with me today, taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm -hmm. Larry, so much of what you've said is just, it's just, it's wisdom. I, I respect you. i so thankful for who you are as a man and uh, thank you for sharing today. Would you, I'd like to wrap this up by uh, giving you the opportunity to pray over uh, the men who are listening. Uh, perhaps they were stirred by 
some things that, that you've said. And I think it'd be really powerful for you to close up today's podcast by just man-to-man praying over their hearts. Sure. Father, would you make yourself known to these men? Would you help them as they're looking to your word and they're trying to figure out what to do? Would you just make so clear to them your words that seem to be hidden in plain sight and put a hunger in their heart, something that's insatiable. They gotta know you. Help them not to be afraid. You're a good God and you only have their good. You can do such an amazing thing with any any life. I love, Lord, how you you look for the least of these. And it brings such honor to you. So the man that thinks this can never happen in me, that's the one you're looking at. And you so want to do that. And I just, my faith for the men of New Life Church and, and the ones that hear this is bring that together. Put a hunger in their heart to know you. Help them just for a season of time to set aside. We're talking about business and I want them to set aside their business and get to know you first. Do that first, and then all the other stuff will be added. You'll, you'll lead them, you'll direct them, but bring about that intimate relationship with you that they really love those little times they get to be alone with you. Like Jesus, your son, he loved to get alone, just you and him. Give men that, in Jesus' name, amen.